Welcome to the Powder Keg Podcast, Pitch Edition. Today, you're going to hear from an entrepreneur based in Nashville, Tennessee, who built a tool set that accelerates app development in the cloud. The startup has raised more than $2 million, won numerous awards for its innovations, and was recently accepted into the prestigious Techstars Accelerator Program. I'm your host, Matt Hunkler, and this is the Powder Keg Podcast. This is the show that plugs you into the massive opportunities in startups and innovation in tech hubs beyond Silicon Valley that are exploding with opportunity as well as potential. In today's Powder Keg pitch episode, we're sharing a five-minute live startup pitch between a startup founder and an expert panel of advisors, investors, and just industry know-it-alls. If you like the show Shark Tank, I think you'll love this. We've got some really smart people today as advisors. And today you're going to hear from Shashank Puragala, the founder and CEO of Boss Framework based in Nashville, Tennessee. Today's a great pitch from a live event that we hosted called Build Better Software. Shashank has just five minutes to pitch his startup to a live panel of investors and industry experts. The panel then has time to hit Shashank with a few hard-hitting and rapid-fire Q&A sort of Shark Tank-style questions right after the pitch. The three experts you'll hear from in this pitch episode include... Linda Calvin, Vice President of the School of IT at Ivy Tech, based in Indianapolis. Darye Henry, CTO at Developer Town Starts, an accelerator program. And Ting Goody, founding member and chief investment officer at Elevate Ventures, one of the most active investors in the Midwest and actually in the country as well. I really hope you enjoy this pitch of Boss Framework and reach out to Shashank after the show. This is what community is all about. Here is Shashank with Boss Framework. Good evening, everyone. How is everyone doing today? Cool. Quick show of hands. How many technologists do we have in this room? The rest of you are non-tech people? (laughs) All right. Um, So we are a dev tech company, and uh, we exist to reduce the gap between idea and innovation. Let's talk about software development. The moment I say software, I think of unpredictable costs, unpredictable timelines. It's driven by developers. They tell us what to do, what not to do, how to do it, sometimes in what order. And there is no standardization, which invariably translates to business inefficiencies. I want to tell you the story of one of my friends, Steve, who is an entrepreneur. And uh, he had an MVP that was wonky that uh, had security problems that did not scale, had terrible UI, and uh, had some functionality glitches. So he had to redo the product. He goes to this dev shop. Dev shop says it's about six months of development. He calls me and says, Shishank, need your help. Can you please validate what they're doing? So the project plan that I looked at looks something like this. To build the cloud infrastructure, the DevOps, all the security constructs, because it's in the regulated industry, PCA compliance, Um, the multi-tenancy, the data isolation, the baseline product framework. You can tell I'm excited. Uh, And uh, to do all of that, about 120 days of effort for an entire team, four months to build the baseline functionality, following which they'd get 
to the actual development part. And this is how it looks like for most product development, which is about two to eight months of total development, followed by custom development, which is where your actual value proposition is being worked on. Two to eight months to build just the baseline stuff. The business reality is you cannot build a product effectively that is your unique product effectively without doing the baseline stuff. Uh, and the funny part is none of that is unique to your product. Yet, the same thing is done product after product again and again and again, and it's never done right the first time. What that also means is based on the amount of time that is spent, there's a lot of technical debt that uh, the technologists are deciding for you. And technologists, uh, when they say that you have technical debt, that's going to be paid over time together with interest, right? So that begs the question, what if this non-unique yet critical aspect of your product can be reduced to the click of a button? What if? What if that technical debt can be eliminated completely? And that's where Boss comes in. With Boss, you get a console that either you or your developer can log into, go through all the options that you need for your product, and basically generate the entire foundation in under five minutes. What does that do? What was otherwise a two to eight month effort followed by custom development now looks like five minutes to set up your entire infrastructure, your entire baseline, which gives you a URL that you can access all your baseline functionality, such as user management, permission management, authentication, authorization, emailing, run-of-the-mill stuff that you don't have anything to do directly for your business value, but is required technology-wise, available to you through a secure URL. And then you jump straight to what matters to your business, which is the custom development piece, which is your unique value proposition. Plus, Boss also gives you all the APIs that you need in order to get downstream efficiencies. That's exactly what we did with Steve. His development team was able to produce the product in four weeks. Month two, they were in testing. Month four, they were generating revenues. And today, he's running a national company with multiple geographies because his technology is an enabler, and he actually gets to focus on his business as opposed to on his uh, technology. We have about 20 such uh, success stories around the country and internationally. Boss empowers individuals to work at the capacity of an entire team. With Boss, you can get your developers to produce more with the same exact team, and you can operationalize lean. What that means is you go to market faster, you iterate quickly, and you're capital efficient through the life cycle of your product. With that said, I have only one ask. We're looking for two new startups or two new innovation projects, two success stories to be created here in Indianapolis. We have done projects across the country and abroad. Vancouver, Silicon Valley, Atlanta, uh, Tennessee, Chicago, Texas. We want two in Indiana. We'll be happy to talk to you. You can meet me or Larry Thomas, who is my business development guy. You can meet one of us offstage. Be happy to help you. Thank you very much.
All right, we're going to go right into rapid fire Q&A. Um, Ting, you mind kicking us off? Yeah, congratulations uh, on the customer traction you've gotten so far. How do you, you quantify the value delivered to your customer base in, in financial terms? Excellent question. I'd love to answer this question. So let's do the math. All of us know the cost of developers. It's very hard to find a developer that is getting paid less than six-figure salary. Let's just say it's $10,000 a month. And I have the back end. Uh, so I have two developers to do the back end APIs. I have a DevOps guy, a cloud guy, and a front end guy. Some of them may be fractional. So across those four months that I just mentioned, let's assume there's about eight man months of effort. So now when you say eight man months of effort times about 10,000, the least you're spending, together with a lot of technical debt, for those of you that understand technical debt, is about $80,000. Not to mention the four months you have to wait to get just that. Imagine getting that in five minutes, minus all the technical debt. What is the opportunity that you create for your business as a result? Does that answer yeah, your question? Absolutely. Great question. And um, I know when you said man months, you meant man or woman months, right? Man or woman months? Yes. 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 Just checking. Person months. I, I was reading your mind. I knew that's what you were thinking. Person months. Well, I have an engineer on my staff who's a woman, but yeah. I say, you know what, what the heck? No, is. I know. I know. I'm giving you a hard time. Darye, uh, do you mind asking the next question? Yeah, for sure. Thank uh, you. So, yeah, I like the product. I like the idea of removing, you know, all the boilerplate stuff you have to do for every project you start. So, Developers traditionally love or hate the frameworks they have to use. How do you make developers love what you have? Um, and is that part of your concern? I know you're selling to, uh, you know, maybe to owners or founders, but how do you make developers say, this is the right product to use? So I've been a developer uh, a long time, and I speak to developers every day across a, a very wide spectrum of uh, companies and uh, personas. Developers get penalized the most on the area that they hate the most, which is all of this stuff. <laughs> right? Where developers enjoy themselves is in solving complex problems. That's where they take pride in. When, as a business owner, you take pride in solving complex business problems, they are the ones that are actually making it happen. But where do they get penalized? Where do they spend time? Like I said, that six-month project got converted to a four-month, four-week project. It's a one-month project because the complex stuff that they really don't enjoy is handled by somebody else. That's number one. The second thing is most frameworks require you to now transition your workflow to from how you've been used to doing it to learning this new platform, adopting this new platform as your way of life. What we're trying to do is we're let, we are an agnostic platform. You could be using any technology of your choice, any cloud of your choice, any workflow of your choice. We today have projects that are running on uh, Python, .NET, PHP, mobile, uh, you name it. So when developers get this, they actually get to work at the top of their value chain. So when uh, I've, and in all honesty, some developers, when I first told them the concept, they're like, oh, you're trying to steal my job, right? There's that paranoia. Uh, and paranoia is exactly the same as saying robots are going to come and steal human jobs. Ain't going to happen. If they are 
they have a value and a quality about them. They get to work on what really matters to business. Because if it is automat automatable, it will be automated. And they realize that. A smart engineer realizes that. And, and, and they, so far, we've seen that initial resistance, but then immediate acceptance, saying, you know what? That makes sense. I'm not changing anything. I'm using the technology of my choice. I'm working on what matters. Great question. Last quick question from Linda. So how does it work with when you, if you have an organization that has a PMO where they, all they're thinking about is quantifying this and their CapEx and OpEx and all of that. So help me understand how you're going to sell it to me as a PMO or as a CIO that this is better than what I have, that I can do my taxes on, I, I, I can take those deductions on, I can move around. I mean, so, because I'm going to pay for something, right? Yes. The 30-second version. <laughs> you're paying less than what you'd pay a junior developer. You're getting the, the, the value of an entire team with the cost of less than what you'd pay a junior developer. So whether you take it as OPEX or CAPEX, ultimately it's your product expenditure. Uh, we'll help you figure it out. But uh, end of the day, it makes financial sense, business sense, and technology sense. So it always takes Sprint Zero, right? It's always at Sprint Zero. So this product can take care of Sprint Zero, so you're running right in. in. In fact, it's more like the first 22 sprints are taken care of for you, right? You start at <laughs> Sprint 23, so it's a lot of business value. CIOs love what we're doing. <laughs> Our challenge is, is to get developers to love it. I love it. Great questions, great answers. Thank Let's you give all. That for Have a great evening. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and a huge thanks to Shashank Paragala of Boss Framework. For links to social profiles for Shashank and the other people, companies, and resources mentioned in this episode, head on over to powderkeg.com and check out the show notes. You're going to find a whole lot there. Uh, you may actually recognize Shashank from episode 67 of the Powder Keg podcast if you're a longtime listener. Uh, in that show, we discussed how to create a minimum viable product. So if you want to hear more from Shashank, he's super smart. Be sure to check out that episode as well as all of the episodes of the Powder Keg podcast at powderkeg.com. And before I let you go, would you like to discover even more exciting companies, stories, and strategies to help you reach your full potential? Get the inside scoop with Powder Keg's hand-curated newsletter, The Spark, delivered to your inbox each week with the tech news and opportunities outside of Silicon Valley that you really need to know. Just go to powderkeg.com, sign up right on the homepage, and each Thursday, you'll get an email directly from me with most important stories, trends, and companies in tech. This newsletter is curated by some of the most connected people in tech hubs between the coasts with insights that you're not going to find anywhere else. So uh, please, uh, again, check it out. It's powderkeg.com, P-O-W-D-E-R-K-E-G, powderkeg, all one word, dot com. And to be among the first to hear the stories about entrepreneurs, investors, and other tech leaders outside of Silicon Valley, subscribe to us on iTunes at powderkeg.com slash iTunes. I would love it if you left us a review while you are there. Those mean so, so much and help us reach more people to connect to this unvalley in areas beyond New York and Silicon Valley. We'll catch you next time on the Powder Keg Podcast. Keg Podcast.